The Ford F-150 truck helps you get the job done in the smartest way possible. New features like the available Pro Access Tailgate improves access to bed and cargo, including when towing a trailer, so it's easier to load in tight spaces. Tough this smart can only be called F-150. Find your local Ford dealer at Ford.com. Pro Access Tailgate available starting spring 2024. See owner's manual for important operating instructions. If you don't know SiriusXM, then listen up. Commercial-free music plus sports, comedy, talk, and news. They have it all. And right now, you can get your first three months of SiriusXM outside the car for just $1. Go to SiriusXM.com busted to see offer details and to subscribe. Offer available to new SiriusXM streaming subscribers. SiriusXM, no car required. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. Welcome to the Busted Open Podcast. This is Dave LaGreca. On today's episode, WWE Hall of Famer, that's right, the greatest tag team wrestler, Bully Ray and I talk all about what the WWE is going to do next. That's right. It looks like from all reports that the WWE is going to go live starting tonight with Monday Night Raw. What does that mean for the WWE moving forward and also the pushback that is coming from everyone else outside of the WWE? We also get into that with the innovator of violence, the landlord of the House of Hardcore, Tommy Dreamer. Also, Bully and I get into Ronda Rousey. It's been a hot topic. With her comments about the WWE Universe, is it a work or is it coming from the heart? All that right now on the Busted Open Podcast. I mean, seriously, when you look at SmackDown from Friday... The Ronda Rousey comments, XFL suspending operations, the Revival getting their release, and then now the plans of the WWE moving forward being live, man. It's it's amazing since this whole thing started, Dobby. Our world not only isn't stopping, but it's getting bigger and bigger, and there seems to be more <laughs> things to talk about now than ever before. Yeah, um, you know, with, I guess, the Revival, you know, they've, been unhappy they've wanted their release and you know they finally have granted it i don't know when their contracts are up but that's an interesting maneuver uh just because it's really it's going to come a lot of this is going to come down to finances and you know they're not going to let any talent go right away um but i think after this is all said and done if business, you know, doesn't pick up, there's going to be a lot of talents let go just because, you know, if for revival, I hope they receive, you know, the money that they're looking for from AEW, um, or if they go to New Japan or whatever they go to. Yeah, then, I mean, but, um, that's the thing. It's going to be a different they're... landscape uh, coming out of this, you know, and we talk about the folding of the XFL. All these topics are very, very intertwined, you know, with no outlook or future for, for games or when, you know, the season cut short, the television television rights not secured, you know, it's, you're hemorrhaging money if you're an owner. And, you know, unfortunately it had to go away. 
some people had to lose jobs. And again, it was a good product. And I just think this time had nothing to do with the play or the same reasons why it went away the first time. This, you know, just with this whole, you know, unforeseen future, it had to go away. And you look at, you know, there's a lot of organizations where they're talking about, oh, baseball, you know, when are they going to start up? Is football season going to start? Basketball, I mean, I just read something where the Lakers are asking their executives to start taking pay cuts because you're under contract, you're still getting paid, and there's no revenue coming in, you know, from television, from, you know, your sold-out shows, nothing. So, you know, it's it's some crazy times, and when, you know, there's a lot of feedback with, I say, negativity that, you know, wrestling is still running and, and doing shows, and there's a major, major reason for that, and it has a lot to do with, you know, one, entertainment, and when you're in a situation like this or if we're during a war, entertainment still goes on, and people are like, oh, you're risking your lives, you remember all those Bob Hope tours yep. when there's wars going on and they would broadcast that because we have to have some form of uh, things being normal. And that's one. But also the biggest thing is TV rights. And do they have to pay you if you're not producing what you're supposed to be producing per contract? And that's a big thing when it comes to the WWE, Tommy. And you mentioned about, like, other sports. I mean, there was the New York Times article where Dr. Zeke Emanuel, who is uh, an advisor for the World Health Organization, said that, you know, everything's going to be done in stages. Like, we're going to kind of reopen the world in stages. And as far as, like, live events where there's going to be mass amounts of people, like concerts and and sporting events, it's probably not going to reopen until the fall of 2021. That's, you know, roughly 18 months where there can't be those types of gatherings. So, you know, Tommy, you know, we're going to have to adjust to that. You know, this world that we're living in right now with, you know, shows and, and empty venues and, you know, bands doing their concerts from their garage and things like that, like, that's probably going to be the life that we're going to have to get used to for the next year and a half. Yeah. And, you know, when it comes to these, you know, let's, I don't know the specifics, but I do know where um, if you have a contract where you have to put out live content per, you know, how many hours per week or whatever, if you're the company, let's say a Fox or a USA, and you're not receiving that, why? You don't have to pay that. And then there's all these other overseas television deals. And, and for people who don't understand it, is if you, if you paid somebody to paint your house and they painted just the front of your house, and if you gave them you know, all the money, and you said, well, you only painted front of my, the front of my house. And they're like, well, you got a quarter of it done. You, you, would you want to pay them? No. And that's, I mean, as simple as you could break it down. And when you have to give live content or if you have to give new content, that's, you know, WWE could literally refill television until the end of time. But when, you know, if it's newer, 
fresh, if it's live, there's all these little, I don't want to say loopholes and contracts, but when it's that crystal clear and cut, and if you're not supplying that service, again, why would you want to pay it if you're that television carrier? They'll air whatever they want, but you'd, uh, if WWE chose to just show every WrestleMania, you know, from now until everything gets normal, but that's not new content. That's not live content. So it, it's, it's tricky. It's, it's weird. And, uh, you know, I know from my own experiences, nobody's being forced to go or to do anything. It's, you know, you're going there and you're, you know, you're taking that risk that hopefully you get, you know, everything is fine. And that's what you have to do. And it's just like, you know, if you're an entertainer and, you know, you're going to uh, a different country or, you know, like you said, the old school Bob Hope tours, even when WWE would go to Iraq, there were people like, oh, no, there's a shooting going on. We can't, uh, we can't take you there right now. So it's, it is what it is. And the times are different and we're going to have to get used to it. I personally, at times, I really like this uh, in the sense of it's a newer way to watch television slash how we're dealing with it as people. And like, I sometimes really enjoy that. Like I'm loving everybody's promos. Cause I told you it takes me back to old school wrestling and people, the stars are stepping up. Yeah. And, and again, in regards to the WWE and their decision to go live, they, they had this statement that came out this past weekend uh, and they gave it to ESPN.com, and it is this. We believe it is now more important than ever to provide people with a diversion from these hard times. We are producing content on a closed set with only essential personnel in attendance, following appropriate guidelines while taking additional precautions to ensure the health and wellness of our performers and staff. As a brand that has been woven into the fabric of society, WWE and its superstars bring families together and deliver a sense of hope, determination, and perseverance. So you brought up something that's really interesting as far as like the contracts that they may have with Fox, and I'm sure there is, with a certain amount of live content. If they don't fulfill those certain amount of shows and hours, then they're not fulfilling their contract, and economically it might not be a good idea or decision by the WWE to go down a different route than the one they are now. Now, these are extreme, you know, extreme circumstances, so I wonder if Fox would feel that same way. But my whole thing, Tommy, and my question for you is, you know, what's the difference if the, these are being taped or these are, are live? Like, you know, uh, there is a lot of criticism right now for the WWE because, you know, a lot of other organizations and shows, AEW being one, where they have all this footage in the can was the wwe not ahead of the curve should they have thought about that should they have taped more than just a couple of shows coming out of wrestlemania i mean what is the right decision or would you have gone down another route if you were with the wwe well i mean that's not my decision to make i don't know the terms but it could be as simple as live content you remember i mean they receive what a billion dollars from fox if, you know, if it was reversed and you, Dave LaGreca, has so much funza, if you're paying somebody a billion dollars for live television, would you pay them if they were just putting on tape shows? That's terms of contract. 
if someone came in and painted your house and you wanted a brown house and they did a light tan house, it's not what you're, you wanted. So, you know, that could be it. Um, I don't know their issues, but I'm telling you the bottom line will, will always come down to dollars. And, you know, if that's the case, listen, I don't have, I don't have a problem with it. Uh, as a performer and, you know, man, I remember the old school movie apocalypse now when they're literally flying into, uh, the USO people for entertainment and they're like, Oh, this is a hot area. We got to go. And, you know, they're taking shots at the helicopter while, you know, they're trying to fly out, but it's, that was like, Oh, it was a hot zone. The world is a hot zone for, you know, when I've been out and like, if somebody coughs, you're like, Oh my God. But yeah. it's just, nobody's being asked if you feel uncomfortable, if you, uh, have any signs of sickness, you know, Hey, they're trying to do the right thing to the best, of, to the best of these times. And that's what they're doing. Yeah, and I and I think like I said earlier, Tommy, everybody's got to adjust to this. If if the reports are true and there can't be mass gatherings until 2021, that especially in in our world of wrestling but in the world of sports, they're going to have to think of just like wrestling did, you know, are we going to get basketball NBA games, you know, in in a in a in a closed venue? Or are we going to be able to, you know, could you have football games with the restrictions that there are? Could you manage a whole game with rosters on the sideline. I mean, I, as of right now, you would not be able to do that, Tommy, in a venue. No. You know, the, you know, you, to, when you consider the amount of people that are on a, on a, on the field, much less on on the sidelines, like, you know, from the sounds of this, you're not going to have NF, NFL football anytime soon. So the one good thing about the world of wrestling, you could do this like just the essential employees. Hey, you know, we're going to have Four matches on on uh, the, on tonight's show. So all we want are those eight wrestlers and a small amount of production crew that's going to be in and out of the venue while this is being taped. Like you can you can manage this a lot better in the world of wrestling than you can when it comes to any other sport, whether it be baseball, basketball, hockey, football. Pro wrestling could manage this situation a hell of a lot better than anybody else. Dude, if you go to a closed studio, if you like went to a newsroom, they don't have camera people. They have automated cameras that just literally there's a director and mm-hmm. someone is moving these cameras. So you don't even have camera people. That's an, that eliminates the number of people you have right then and there. Not saying that they're doing that. But there are so many different ways around it. I think, you know, and everybody, you keep reading, you know, will the NBA cancel? The NBA is probably done. The NHL is probably done. They're not just saying it yet because it would cause massive, massive problems. They're also trying to deal with this, like, every day. To me, the only sport that probably could play would be baseball with no fans. And, you know, you'd have to do social distancing in the dugout. You'd have to worry about, you know, who's grabbing a bat, the ball. There's so many different things you'd have to worry about um, and that they have to prepare for. This isn't just like, oh, things are going to happen, you know, right away. 
So, you know, less wrestling, there's, you know, ways to test people. There's ways to see if you're exhibiting any signs. And you have to go along as business as usual because that's what we have to do. Hell, there's a gas station right up the street from my house. There's the same dude working there. I see him every day. He's never worn a mask, never wears gloves. This guy's not sick, and he's just working all the time. And I asked him, I was like, no gloves? He's like, nah, it's all right. I don't even touch him. I stay away from him. I think he's the he's patient A. But, you know, he's just going with life the way he is. So good for him. This is Luke Thomas from SiriusXM Fight Nation. Combat sports and the entire sporting landscape have been impacted as we all face a time of uncertainty in the world. We have concerns about our family, friends, and neighbors and have taken time out to focus on the important things in our lives and be safe. One thing that we can be sure of is that we'll push through this difficult time together. Whatever happens in the world of combat sports and beyond, we'll be here for you on SiriusXM Fight Nation. In the meantime, you can join us for live sports talk on Mad Dog Sports Radio Channel 82 and SiriusXM NFL Radio Channel 88. There is a monsoon, a tsunami, a hurricane, an F5, and something else going on outside right now. So my small 5K marathon, along with my, uh, my uh, what do I do there? I run the, uh, the barricades, not the barricades. What did they used to do? The, the Battle of the Superstars, you know, up, down, over the wall, around the hill, you know, through the moat, everything. My workout got cut short today. I'm in a really, really foul mood because it's so freaking nasty out. All right, so let me let me guess because again, you have the the palatial uh, Hall of Fame Bully Ray Estate. So you have your own kind of like Battle of the Network Stars, like bam, that's whole, what I was looking for. Whole, Battle whole, of the Network Stars. Whole, you have that whole thing in your backyard, bully. Everything I got it here. It's, it's the I, I have a compound. <laughs> I have a compound. I have I have sprawling acres of just everything. I got the bunker. I got the compound. I got the. The, the thing, the course in the back, the course. What is that course called? You know, the obstacle course. Obstacle course. Oh, of course, you, the course. <laughs> of course you got the course. I got, of because course, I got an obstacle those. course. I got everything. So I've been out there since 4. Th- I was up at 4.30. I was out on the obstacle course at 5. But then all of a sudden, the Rain. skies opened up. Rain, hail, soot. Soot. Sleet. Yeah, soot. <laughs> So that's probably got to do with my chimney, not the not Mother Nature, but yeah, everything is out there. I would right hope now. so, or else and the, uh, the, the wind the wind is gonna be blowing later. Everything everything's blowing. Everybody's blowing. Oh my god. Well, I mean, at least not here. All right, so uh bully. A lot going on in the world of pro wrestling. I don't know if you heard uh Tommy Dreamer, who is just on with us. I mean, our world keeps moving. Ronda Rousey, SmackDown, the revival being released, uh, the XFL ceasing operations and suspending and, you know, laying off all their employees. And then the decision by the WWE to not only continue programming, but they are going to be live starting with uh, Monday Night Raw tonight. So it's crazy how much is going on. And Tommy and I were just talking about the WWE's decision to continue to be live. I mentioned this at the open of the show. If you look at the ratings from SmackDown this past Friday, they're up around the same as what they were before everything had started. Like, I really do think that... uh, people are starting to adjust to this new world and how long this world is going to be in place. We really don't know, Uh, but people are starting to adjust because it's been a month now that we've been under quarantine. So judging by the ratings and judging by some of the decisions, the world of pro wrestling is moving forward. So 
Yo, what do you think of the decision by the WWE that it's it looks like as of right now, Raw this week, NXT, and SmackDown are all going to be live? Absolute zero problem with it. Um, you've been asking me kind of this same question for a while now since we've kind of gone into this lockdown mode. Um, aside from the old adage, the show must go on, I have zero problem with the professional wrestling business running right now. I do not think it is irresponsible at all. Um, you have a couple of people out there clamoring on social media for WWE and AEW to shut down. Why? I don't get it. If responsible adults are taking ultra-responsible precautions to make sure everybody is safe and they are, are adhering to the guidelines set forth in the particular state that they're running in, why not? Okay, we're not talking about professional wrestlers are not employees. This all comes down to independent contractor. If you're an independent contractor and a company calls you and says, I'd like to hire you for your services on a Monday night between the hours of uh, 8 p.m. Eastern time and 11 p.m. Eastern time to perform in, uh, you know, sports entertainment and professional wrestling. You can say yes or you can say no. And we've seen plenty of people say no before to certain things. Kevin didn't want, Kevin Owens didn't want to go to Saudi Arabia. Daniel Bryan didn't want to go to Saudi Arabia. John Cena didn't want to go to Saudi Arabia. Has Daniel Bryan, okay, now we talk about Cena. Cena's the golden goose. He can do whatever he wants. Yes. There's not going to be any kickback. Was there any kickback on Daniel Bryan or on Kevin Owens for not going to Saudi Arabia? No. Not at all, right? Nope. So they've already kind of set a precedent that, hey, you know, now the Saudi Arabia situation seems just as, um, uh, I don't know if the word bad is, but just as um, trepidatious. Polarizing. Yeah. Or, yeah, no, no, yeah. No, just mean... as this whole, you know, uh, you know, Corona thing. Um, so if, if anybody were to say no to Vince, I, I think the man's going to respect your decision. He's going to call for all hands on deck. Because that's his job. He has to make sure that he has as many as his independent contractors on hand at any given moment so he can put on his three hours of live television tonight. It's your job to decide whether or not you want to be involved or not based on health and safety and everything like that. So if you turn around and say no, fine, then you, then you stay home. You're still going to get paid. And then when you know this whole thing's open up, you can go back. If there were, if they weren't taking the necessary health precautions, if they weren't screening people health-wise, if they didn't have doctors there, if they weren't taking people's temperatures, if they weren't doing everything that they possibly could to ensure the wrestler's safety so that they continue to put on entertaining television like you were just talking about, then obviously, yeah, I would say you're putting the wrestlers in jeopardy. You're putting their, 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 their lives at risk and thus their family's lives at risk. If I, I, I did a friend of mine's podcast. I don't, I don't do any outside podcast. Yeah, I'll do Jericho's. But for the most part, I don't do a lot of that stuff. I stay here on Busted Open, right? But a friend of mine does a, a, a grilling podcast, you know, like cooking outdoors and everything. So we talked, some, we talked about grilling. We talked a little bit of politics. We talked a little bit of pro wrestling, blah, blah, blah. He said, if you got a call from Vince McMahon right now, uh, would, you go, would you go wrestle? I said, absolutely. If the situation was correct, if I knew I was going to that location, down in florida and 
you know, the situation was right and the money was right and I was and I was healthy and everybody there was healthy. Sure, why not? I got just as much of a chance of a risk as catching something, going to the grocery store as I am anywhere else. If, if I'm vigilant and I know I'm taking the necessary precautions and if I know I'm keeping my immune system boosted and I take the right things, I'm not living in fear, man. I'm going to be smart about what I'm doing, but I'm not living in fear. And I'm thankful to, to companies like the WWE and AEW for continuing to put out entertaining programming because sitting at home... Every freaking day without anything new to watch kind of sucks. Yeah, and you know, you know, there are those reports. There was a New York Times article, and there are people that were part of the World Health Organization that said that you know, live events like concerts and sporting events, you know, probably when you look at ahead, may not be starting bully until fall of 2021. Now things can change. Obviously, you know, we're all kind of working this out on the fly. But let's just assume that that's true. And they don't open the doors to live events until fall of 2021. What, what, what are we supposed to do here? Like, you know, obviously health and the concern and welfare and safety of your employees are the utmost importance. There is no doubt about that. There is no doubt. But like AEW was smart. They were able to, to put together two months worth of programming that, they were able to tape and have in the can. And that's probably what we're going to see from AEW over the next two months. But let's just say all that is true and all those reports are true. At some point, that's going to run out, Bully. So what, are you just going to cease operations? Like, if you're, if we, the world has to adjust here and the world of entertainment has to adjust. And as long as your employees are safe and they feel that they're safe in those locations and as long as they still have the social distancing and only the amount of employees that you are going to use are in that venue. And it doesn't surpass the amount of people that can be in a venue at one time. I have, I'm with you on this bully. I don't understand why people have such a problem with this. If safety issues are being, are, are being raised and are being applied, the, the, the amount of people are being applied. I don't have a really have a problem with it right now. I don't. Yeah. There's really not much more to the conversation. That's it. If I go to my local grocery store and my local grocery store decides that they only want to let 10 people in at a time and you're only allowed in if you wear a mask and if you're only allowed in, allowed in if, you, if they see you put hand sanitizer in and you're only allowed in if you walk a certain way through the grocery store with the flow of traffic and they have a set of rules that they want you to adhere to and you're willing to adhere to those set of rules knowing that hey if there's only 10 people in there something could go wrong i could still catch this corona thing blah 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 but you go in there knowing that you took all the precautions your immune system is as built up as it possibly can you got your mask on you got your hand sanitizer on you're practicing social distancing so why shouldn't i go grocery shopping same thing with wrestling why shouldn't i go wrestle why shouldn't i go do what i do why shouldn't i get out there and work I, I, I don't get it. I don't understand why, but I guess it's the same negative people out there who always wish bad upon the wrestling business that want to see the wrestling business shut down so they can go, ha, 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 look, they're shut down. I think it's more about, you know something, Dave? I think if the WWE shut down and AEW stayed open, people would be happy. 
because they think they yeah. just want to see Vince get beat, defeated at something, have to succumb to something. Like the XFL shutting down isn't enough for people because it's the football thing, not the wrestling thing. We want to see Vince have to shut down the WWE because he kept the show rolling once Owen died, and he kept the show rolling once Benoit died, and he kept the show rolling when Eddie died. So we want to have to see him shut down for something. IndyCar fans, this is Brick by Brick with AJ Allmendinger and Jack Aroot. We can maybe provide you with a little distraction. I'm just missing racing. The season will start, and they'll have to be ready right when it starts. And I think we're really going to see the drivers that are physically and mentally most strong through this time are going to come out firing. If it's a shorter schedule, the start of this season is going to be even more critical than usual. New episodes air Wednesdays at 6 Eastern on Dan Patrick Radio Channel 211 and anytime on demand with the SiriusXM app. On our Saturday show, I was with Mark Henry, a bully, and Mark was very opinionated and passionate about Ronda and how, you know, what a, what a year she had and what a year she gave to the WWE fans. And, you know, him being upset at the fans that did not appreciate that and the fans that just continually knock somebody that adjusted really well to our world, appreciated our world, and gave respect to our world. And I, and I have to agree with what Mark said. Now, Ronda Rousey was a guest on the Wild Ride podcast with uh, Steve-O. And they brought up about the fact if she would ever go back uh, to the WWE on a full-time basis. And this is what she had to say. She goes, what am I doing it for if not being able to spend time and energy on my family? But instead, spending my time and my energy on a bunch of effing ungrateful fans that don't even appreciate me. The thing is, I love performing. I love the girls. I love being out there. But at the end of the day, I was just like, F these fans, dude. My family loves me. They appreciate me. I want all of my energy to go into them. So what I ask you, Bully, is when it comes to Ronda Rousey and Bully, we experienced it firsthand. You know, you and I would try to teach the nation, you being a Hall of Fame wrestler and me being a fan that has watched this for 40 years, tried to explain to our fan base, the Busted Open Nation, how they should appreciate Ronda Rousey and how really continuously she hit home runs, whether it was in the ring, on the microphone, you know, in interviews, and the respect that she gave the locker room. But for whatever reason, there was a lot of our fan base and a lot of pro wrestling fans that just did not like Ronda Rousey. And man, I got to be honest with you, over this past weekend, after her uh, comments about the WWE universe, there was a lot of hate. What did you, what did you, first of all, what did you think of her comments on that podcast this past weekend? That is entirely too broad a question to ask. There, there's no way to answer that without me coming back and telling you there are entirely too many ways to look at this. All right. And that's not sitting on the fence. That's being honest because there are so many ways. So I'll come back at you. Let's, let's cut this in half. Okay. Is she working or is she shooting? My guess is she's working. Okay. We've seen Great. It. we've so let's, we've seen let's it happen take, before, by the way. Okay. She's done so that let's, before. Let's take it from the work point of view. She's working, right? Mm-hmm. 
So what's wrong with what she said? If she's working, she's right on point because mission accomplished because everybody was talking about her comments and the fans that took it to heart, the fans that have been hating on her, and maybe some fans that weren't were upset by what she had to say. So if there is a next time we see Ronda Rousey, she's going to get booed out of the building. Anything else you have to say? But If she's working, do you have if, anything else you'd like to say on this situation? If she's working, I think that what I just said is probably the truth, and that's pretty much all I have to say if she's working. Great. Okay. Now, what if she was shooting? Then I have a problem with it. What's your problem? The problem is I, I would think, Bully, and you would be able to, to talk more about this, and I want to get your take after what I have to say, is that if she is talking from the heart, being in this kind of community and coming off of her career in MMA, I would think that she would have to have a bit thicker skin when it comes to criticism. And she when doesn't. It comes, okay. Then that's that. We Wait, I, I just want to kind of, if you make a point, I just want to make sure that we're on the same page. We know that when it comes to criticism, especially the negative criticism, she really doesn't have thick skin, right? Yes. We learned that at the end of her MMA career. And we've seen that in the one year that she's here. So the thick skin, nope, she really doesn't have it. Keep going. Remember, so, you, she's shooting. Go ahead. Yeah. Now, you know, if she is shooting and this is coming from the heart, then I can't see how she could get back into the ring and perform because, man, you talk about a little blood in the water. This is a bucket full of chum. So, you know, the sharks are going to be out. Slow ahead. I can go slow ahead. Why don't you come down here and chum some of this shit? <laughs> Thank you for that. Um, Watched it twice yesterday. <laughs> So, you know, if she is thin-skinned and can't take criticism and you go out and you say that about the fan base, how they're ungrateful and they should have appreciated her more, that it's going to be tenfold if she ever comes back. So, like, boy, if you thought what you got the last time was bad, you don't know what's in store for you this time if you ever come back. So... We're assuming that she was shooting. When Mark Henry was giving his opinion on this, was he assuming that she was shooting? He never even got to that. It was more about like, and just like we were talking about before, he was regarding all the hate. Not the hate that Ronda Rousey's getting right now. It was the hate that she was getting in that year that she had, which by all accounts was... A magical year, you know, from her debut match, which is regarded as probably the greatest debut match of all time, to getting the stage of a main event match at a WrestleMania where the first time women were involved in the main event. That's all because of Ronda Rousey. So when you look at the year that Ronda Rousey had, how could you hate? on her how could you say she's terrible at what she did because man we're getting a lot of comments still about she's awful she was terrible she didn't deserve to be in the ring good riddance we don't want you back man if you're a fan of pro wrestling and mark henry gave a little history lesson about you know what would have been uh the fans response to mark henry in 2020 
as opposed to 22 years ago? What would have been the response of Kurt Angle in 2019 as opposed to 20 years ago? Like he was saying, man, like the Ernie Lads and the and the Kurt Angles and the Wahoo McDaniels never would have happened if it was the perception that Ronda got in 2018, 2019. Ronda Rousey is a much bigger star than any of those names were coming into the world of pro wrestling. Mark Henry was a strong man who was coming into the world of pro wrestling. Kurt Angle was an uh, Olympic gold medalist. They had, they were known in their small niches. In the powerlifting world, yeah, people knew who Mark Henry was, but the majority of wrestling fans don't know who he is. Kurt Angle, in the obviously in the in in wrestling, Olympic wrestling, collegiate wrestling, everybody knows who Kurt Angle is, but the majority of pro wrestling fans don't know who they are. Ronda Rousey, boom, the minute she steps into steps on that, you know, that stage, everybody knows who she is in the snap of a finger. So I understand his comparison, but I don't agree with his comparison because Ronda Rousey's a, a household name before she ever steps foot in the WWE. And again, that, to me, Bully, that's a positive. Like the fact that, and again, we talked about this at length on Saturday, and I said that, you know, Ronda Rousey, mainstream star, she came and she, you know, had Roddy Piper's jacket on, asked permission to the family and made sure that that was okay to do. You know, she gave a tip of the cap to the history of this pro wrestling business. And she was great. So... Forget for, So to me, her being a mainstream star is an extreme positive for us as wrestling fans and for the industry. But I think what Mark's point is, is that, and you know this to be true, Bully, were people hating on Ronda because she was a mainstream star or were people hating on Ronda because she wasn't going through what a lot of fans perceive the way to go now in 2018, 2019, and 2020. You know, going through the indies and then, you know, being on NXT for years before getting that opportunity. Like, people think that there's this road to success that wrestlers have to go on now. And I think a lot of fans have to realize that road to success they're not basing it on fact, because if you really know your pro wrestling history, that's not true. That's not true. There's been a lot of, you know, you know, NFL f- football players, college football superstars like a Ron Simmons that didn't take that road that every wrestling fan thinks that wrestlers need to take now. And I think that's what hurt Ronda Rousey. You know, this whole thing about she's being force fed down our throats and she, First of all, it's so not true that Ronda was not good. Ronda was amazing. Whether it was, you know, in the ring or on the microphone, I, it, it, it's like nails on a chalkboard bully when people said she was terrible on the mic because that's not true. Because she you're, actually when you're sounded like things, a real person on the microphone. I agree with everything you're saying. But when you're saying these things and you're telling them to people who live in a cancel culture society now. They don't care. They're not listening. And that's one of the biggest problems in the world today. People aren't listening anymore. They form their opinion. They have their opinion. They stick to their opinion. And they are unwilling to see or hear anything that could possibly change their opinion. Because in their eyes, if they change their opinion, they're wrong. And nobody wants to be proven wrong. 
if I change my opinion on something, I'm not going to say, wow, I was wrong. I'm going to say, wow, my eyes have been opened to a different point of view. And now I'm glad that I listened and educated myself to this on the point of view, because maybe this other point of view is more correct than my point of view originally was. Now, that's a very broad way of thinking, isn't it, Dave? That's the way yeah. people should think. But think. they don't. They they don't. Because they say to themselves, I hate Rhonda. Period. What we're saying on this show is telling you why you should not have hated Rhonda from, from day one. But no. They've already put a period at the end of their thought and sentence, so that's it. I, you're not going to say anything that's going to change my mind. And I'm definitely not going to change my mind in public. Maybe I'll agree with you because I'll tell you what you want to hear, but I will never change my mind in public. And that's how people are. And that's how a lot of wrestling fans are. And I've said it before, and I'll say it again. Becky fans should kiss the ground that Ronda Rousey walks on. Because if it's not for Ronda Rousey, Becky Lynch is not in the main event of WrestleMania. None of those women are. As good, as great as Charlotte and Becky and Sasha and Asuka are, none of them main event WrestleMania without the name Ronda Rousey in that ring with them. Would you agree or disagree, Dave? Completely agree. So those big WrestleMania payoffs that those women got, they have to kind of thank Ronda for them. Now, Ronda's comments about the fans and all the negative things she said, if she's speaking from the heart, and this is how she truly feels, and we know how harsh the fans have been with Ronda, so be it. That's the way she feels. But what about that locker room? What about all those women who have been supporting Ronda Rousey? What about all those women who have gotten in the ring with Ronda Rousey? What about all those women who helped Ronda Rousey? What about all those women who helped get Ronda Rousey over? How are they feeling about her comments? Your home for all things combat sports is Sirius XM Fight Nation. Start your day with Hall of Fame Pro Wrestling Talk on Busted Open. Respect these men and women that build the business. Then, the Barack Show keeps you up to date on all things boxing. Boxing is the theater of the unexpected. And MMA guru, Luke Thomas, has you covered for mixed martial arts. Joe Rogan is the most important influencer in all of MMA. The fight game broken down like nowhere else. Only on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. We're talking about Ronda Rousey and the comments that he she made, uh, you know, over the weekend about the WWE universe. Now, forget about the fans for a second, because before the break, you said what the roster, what the women in the locker room must be thinking right now. So let's look at this from a work point of view. Let's say that everything that Ronda said she was 100% doing in the best interest of storyline or coming back or wanting to work with certain women or every single woman in that locker room. Do you remember that there was an episode, I, I think it was might have been Total Divas, Gabby might remember if you don't remember, where Rhonda was telling 
um, Natty Nightheart that she wanted to be the one to stir up everybody in the locker room. She wanted to be so hated. She wanted to poke every single girl there. She wanted to be this incredibly despised female who could get monster heat and work with anybody. Yep. You do remember that. I, it was, I believe it was a t- an episode of Total Divas. And then she said, and if any of these girls have a problem with it, they can call me and I'll be more than happy to talk to them about it. But Rhonda is b- basically told Natty, I want to be the biggest bitch that this place has ever seen. And I, wanna ha- I want every single one of those girls to have heat with me, to hate me, to dislike me. Because if I can do that, everybody's going to win. So right there, Rhonda's showing me that she's smart enough to make comments like this on the record. So if she is working, I completely get it. She's going to say all of the trigger words, like fake. Because you, 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 you roll that grenade into the room, and you know the entire business goes insane. Fans first, and then the boys second. And when I say the boys, I mean the girls too. So if she's working, great job. You got everybody talking about you. You stirred up the hornet's nest. Ha, ha, ha. But if you're shooting, there's a problem. And I'm surprised Mark didn't acknowledge it from this point of view. If she's legit pissed off, if it legit has gotten to her, if the fans have gotten under her skin so much that she's like, F you, I don't need you. My family loves me, you know. She talks about how I love the girls, but you can't love the girls and say the word fake in the same breath because now you're disrespecting every single one of those girls in that locker room, and that's where the negative comes in. You can't come in from the outside despite the fact that you had a name, despite the fact that you main evented WrestleMania with Becky and Charlotte, you can't roll that fake grenade into the room. It's completely disrespectful. Because I can sit here and tell you that Becky and Charlotte would have never been in the main event of WrestleMania if it wasn't for Ronda. But Ronda would never have looked as good as she did at WrestleMania if it wasn't for Becky and Charlotte. And Ronda wouldn't have looked as good as she did for that year if it wasn't for every single talent in that locker room. And when I say talent, I go all the way back to Stephanie and Triple H and Kurt Angle, who made her look like a a god at her first WrestleMania. Didn't JR say it was the greatest WrestleMania debut he had ever seen, Dave? Jim Cornette said it was the greatest debut that he'd ever seen of all people. So and go. I and I agree. And I agree. And 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 Mark said that like when we talked about that first match he said you can't forget about Kurt Angle and Triple H and what they were able to do to help her. And that's 100% true because like you always say it takes two to tango. You need you know you need that chemistry to have a match like that. But at the same time um and I hear what you're saying because you're right because nothing gets me more riled up than that F word and that word fake, you know, whether you're a performer, whether you're a Hall of Fame wrestler like yourself or just a fan. That's why I think in my heart of hearts, this is just a work. 
because I think we're starting to see little elements, not only from Ronda Rousey, but what we're watching on WWE programming, that we're going to get that return of Ronda Rousey. So if that's going to happen, what better way to set up a program with her and Becky Lynch than throwing out these terms and words than what she's doing right now in these public forums? And that's why I started off this conversation the way I did. I told you, you asked too broad of a question. We have to break it down into work or shoot and then discuss it like that. But getting back to, you know, Ronda, like Ronda would not have looked as good as she did for that entire year if it wasn't for all the women in the locker room making her look good, whether that was on the mic, in the ring, working with her. And they did it for a reason, because it was good business, and it was the business that needed to be done amongst professionals. So if she is shooting with these comments to Steve-O and saying, I hate everybody, screw everybody, it's just fake fighting, blah, 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 she is spitting in the face of Every single female in that locker room, whether she has worked with that female or not, because it's a two way street. Yes, Rhonda, you helped us get to the main event of WrestleMania. But yes, Rhonda, if it wasn't for us, you wouldn't be able to be in the main event at WrestleMania because any of those women at any given moment could have exposed Rhonda, especially the more talented women there who know how to expose somebody. Charlotte Flair knows how to expose you. Trust me. Sasha knows how to expose you. Trust me. So me you know, throw- that's, the, that's the take on the Ronda situation. Now, depending on where they go, you could always refer back to this show and you could say, well, you guys were right or you guys were wrong. But I don't think we're wrong on our takes when we look at it from a working and shooting point of view. Now, after the show Saturday, and I sided with a, a lot that Mark said because, man, I, I show appreciation where appreciation is due. And I'm also somebody that, well, you know, hey, I'll pat myself on the back when I'm right. And, I, and you know what? I'll come on the air and say I'm wrong. You know, The Miz is an example of that. I killed The Miz for a lot of years. But at the same time, I came on the air and said, man, I was wrong about that guy. Because look at, the, look at his work in the ring, on the microphone, what he's been able to do, and how hard he's worked. I'll be the first one to say I'm wrong about something. Now, when it comes to the argument of Ronda Rousey, one thing that I do not agree with, with a lot of our nation members, because our nation was hot after that show on Saturday, because, you know, people don't like to be called out. A lot of people said, hey, I, I hate Ronda Rousey. I boo Ronda Rousey because, A, I'm a fan of Becky Lynch. And also, I'm booing Ronda Rousey, not because of Ronda, but because of her character. I don't like her character on on TV, but I appreciate her work. I'm sorry, but I got to call bullshit on that. Because, Bully, during that whole year run, I don't think people were calling in and said, well, I don't like Ronda, the character, but I appreciate what she's doing. We got a lot of calls and a lot of uh, uh, tweets about how people were saying how she didn't deserve to be in that spot. She was terrible. She was horrible on the microphone. There were very few people that were saying they didn't like the character. Uh, I think most of the hate came from this perception that she did not belong. Do you agree with that? Absolutely. And to say that she was horrible on the microphone, I've always had a problem with. I thought Rhonda was great on the microphone Why did I think Ronda was great on the microphone? Because she didn't sound like everybody else. She She didn't have that smoothness to her promo. She didn't pause when she was supposed to pause. Her voice didn't go up or down, here or there, like a typical wrestling promo. 
She, she spoke like one giant run-on sentence. And people might be like, well, that's what's wrong with it. It's that, that's not how you do a promo. She wasn't doing a promo. She was talking like Ronda Rousey. And that's what made it unique. So her going, yeah, it didn't sound like a promo. And that's why I liked, liked it. Was it jumbled? Did she trip over words at times? Did she sound exasperated? Did she sound at times like she didn't really know what she was saying, but she had a thought that she wanted to get out? Absolutely. And because it wasn't polished and clean, that's why I loved it. Because think about having an argument with somebody, a loved one, a, a husband, a wife, a brother, a sister. When you're, when you're arguing with them, whether you're yelling, whether you're speaking, is it, does it come across neat and clean like a nice promo? Or do you trip over words and stumble over words or get things wrong because you're speaking so emphatically and passionately? Yeah, your emotions get the best of you. You're going to trip over words. And that's what happened with Rhonda. And that's why her promos were good. And I loved it when the fans would start chanting, like, what? And you saw the fans getting under Rhonda's skin. Why did I love it? Because it was a genuine reaction. She couldn't handle it. I'm not saying ha, 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 Rhonda couldn't handle it. I'm saying good, because you're getting a natural, genuine reaction. And those are the best things that can possibly happen in pro wrestling. Listen, we know that Rhonda didn't exactly take the MM, her end of her MMA career very well. She was, she was pissed about it. She was pissed about what people were saying about it. Um, she did not have very thick skin. Man, that first night in the WWE, did you see the smile on Ronda's face? She definitely she had a you, smile on her face. She, yep. Every time she came down that aisle, that ramp, she had a monster smile on her face, ear to ear, east to west, because she was so happy to be involved in pro wrestling. Because of the relationship with Piper, because of her her, I guess, love for the wrestling industry. She was so, so, so happy to be here. And now you get all of this negativity on social media. I mean, it's a nonstop barrage. That smile slowly just goes away and turns upside down. You're not turning the frown upside down. You're turning the smile upside down. Let me see that vertical smile. <laughs> uh, yeah. What? You got big, that? Uh, big fan of the vertical smile. There you go. So I, I'm not shocked that a personality like Rhonda, I'm not saying the person Rhonda, I'm saying a personality like Rhonda, who doesn't exactly have the thickest skin in the world when it comes to this stuff, and was so excited to be here and welcomed with open arms, and I'm going to have such a great time with this wrestling thing, and this is going to be awesome, this is going to be fun, this is going to be wonderful. Wow, I can get in there, and I can still be physical, but I could do it in a way where I'm not actually getting punched in the face, and this, uh. and then slowly but surely, the fans eat away, eat away, eat away, eat away, eat away, and I can see how that got, got to her. So if she says all these things about, I hate the fans, screw the fans, F the fans, I don't need the fans, my family loves me, it, you know, it's fake, it's this and that, fans are so triggered, that's the big word today, triggered, triggered, all the kids, they're all triggered, all the snowflakes are triggered, then it worked, she got to you, she got under your skin, she worked you, she stirred you up, she's rent free in your head. You're on your social media talking about her. She now walks back onto that screen one day, boom, 
Biggest heel, biggest heel in the company. Yeah. And that's, you want to know that, something? Dad. Even more important than that is that it's going to take Becky Lynch back to that level where she hasn't really been since Ronda left. I'm sorry. Because you need you need that other you need that other side. I I you know, Becky, I, I just think, you know, she's kind of plateaued a little bit. She needs to get to that next level that she really hasn't been since Ronda left last year at WrestleMania 35. Becky has never needed Ronda. Becky has needed Ronda to get to the next level. Agree or not? I agree. I definitely agree. I, 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 you, need, you need that. She has not had that perfect heel for her persona since Ronda left and had her last match at WrestleMania 35. Who did we have this conversation with about needing somebody to get to the next level? Do you remember? Who? Austin. Remember when Austin was talking to me and you on this show and he was like, I don't know, Bubba, I don't think Becky Lynch needs to drink a beer with Steve Austin. Did I call him out on that? You did. Because I told him everybody needs somebody to get them to the next level. And that's why you needed Vince. And lo and behold, a couple of months later, who was drinking in the ring with Steve Austin? Becky Lynch. Becky needed Ronda to get to the next level. You can only get so over on your own. You can only get so over with somebody else. Becky and Charlotte had rubbed each other as much as they could. I I always liken it back to things that I've done in my career. Hardy's Dudley's Edge and Christian. We had done everything that we could possibly do together. We rubbed each other to the top as much as we can. Eventually, the only thing that we could do is get away from each other. So we could either give other people the rub or find other teams or other performers that could take us higher. Becky and Charlotte, we're only going to get so high. Becky and Asuka, we're only going to get so high. Becky and Sasha, only get so high. Those women in any groupings, we're only going to get so high. And they were going to get high on their own. (laughs) They're going to get real high on their own, brother. We're about a week away from that, bully. Yeah. They're going to get real high on their own, brother. 420. Past the duchy (laughs) to the left-hand side. (laughs) Good shit. Yeah, well, well, you might have Corona. No, man. Um, so they needed her. And, and, and that's it, Dave. It's such – I try to tell you guys things here on this show that the absolute brutal truth, as hard as, hard as it might be to hear sometime, that's it. These women got each other really, really high to the top. They did a phenomenal job, but they needed that one name to get them to the tippy tippy top, and Ronda Rousey was that name. On the WWE Network, it debuted yesterday. Is a sit down with Stone Cold Steve Austin and Ric Flair, and Ric Flair talked about how Harley Race made him at Starcade '83. This is, you know, Ric Flair who had been in the ring for years. This is Ric Flair who had already won the NWA World Heavyweight Championship, but he needed Harley Race that second time around to make him. And that's the same thing here. That's not a disrespect on Becky. You need that person that's going to take you to the next level. When, uh, when I became Bully Ray in, in TNA, and I had some really great matches with Bobby Roode and AJ Styles and all those guys, yeah, that was, and, and uh, Austin Aries, 
Yeah, they were good matches. They didn't take me to the next level. You know who took me to the next level? I had done just about everything you could possibly accomplish. Me and Jeff Hardy, blah, blah, blah. When did I get to the next level in TNA, Dave? When you became TNA world champion. No, but even as the world champion, who took me to the next level? Are you talking uh, are you talking about Hogan? Hogan and Sting. I mean, you're 100% right now. Here's a guy, <laughs> you're right. You had you had all that you you without your TNA. I mean, obviously Hall of Fame career in in the WWF/WWE. You already had feuds in TNA. You were, you know, with Aces and Eights. You were a TNA World Heavyweight Champion. But you're right, you went to another level. With with Hogan, and you went to another level with Sting. You had so first of all on on the perception level with Hogan, just being with Hogan, and that ent- entire story that you had with Hogan and Brooke, and then in the ring with Sting. Now this is a guy who's been there, done it. And again, I go back to the Flair sit down with Stokehold because he said the two guys that made him were Harley Race and the Undertaker. Undertaker. By the time Ric Flair faced the Undertaker, he was what? 30 years into the business already, but he needed The Undertaker in another run with the WWE to get that perception. And you're 100% right, because you went to another level when it came to Hogan and Sting. And Ronda Rousey took Becky Lynch to another level that probably is historic because we got that historic main event at WrestleMania. Thanks for listening. Catch us Monday through Saturday on Busted Open from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM. Fight Nation, Channel 156. The Busted Open Podcast. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every basket, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a three-pointer at the buzzer to tie the game or a player that goes two for two at the foul line. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply.